Well, here we are, Cobbers, back again. Another beautiful week up in the country. This is the Country Boys Cinema Club. It's Hutto here. Joined with me is Jono. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm doing lovely. How are you doing? I'm really glad to know that we uh, actually made it to a second episode and it wasn't a uh, one-off thing. Um, today, we are going to be a couple of vessels for honourable use um, and we're going to discuss a fantastic little film that I absolutely adore. It is The Infinite Man from 2014. But before we get into that, how has your week been, baby? Uh, it's been pretty good. I um, headed up to the sunny old town of Weeper. Um, did a little trip up to Mapoon and Naprinum. Um, some lovely, lovely part of the country up there. Beautiful sunny skies. Unlike where I am right now, it is bloody miserable. Um, unfortunately, but you know, you can't have everything. No, that's great. I mean, I I really was jealous. I bet there would be some terrific sunsets up there and we're getting amped up because of the day of the recording, uh, the mighty North Queensland Cowboys are playing and let's just say if we lose the house is going, we've made some big swings, some big bets and, uh, let's hope they pay off. Uh, if you've got any punting tips, always make sure you can hit us up anytime. Country Boy Cinema Club on Instagram or Country Boy Cinema Club at gmail.com. But regardless of the uh, betting, let's get into this because I bet you absolutely loathed this movie. Is that correct? I, I wouldn't say that's entirely correct. I mean, I did go into it with an open mind. Um, I think we have to keep in mind... Uh, this this is the kind of movie you need to watch during the day when you're not too tired because uh, in the on the on the slog meter um, I think I'm going to put it as a as a quirky slog so it's it's not mind numbing but um, it's 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 a bit of a bloody exercise to get through but I I think I came out of the experience pleasantly surprised um, would I watch it again. Probably not. Yeah, alright. Okay, I understand that. But before we get into the proper discussion, I just want to know, did you enjoy anything about this? <laughs> or is this just like, done? Because I, I really love this movie. I really, really do. But there are some aspects that really bug me. And I think you're right about um, this. Like, lo- it, it, Even though it's only an hour and a half, it does feel long, particularly in the middle act. Um, but yeah, yeah. What, what did you really like about it? Like, did you like anything about it? Yeah, I did. All right. Why, why don't we go through the plot first before I start? Okay. That, that's a good, okay. I, I think, yeah, let's, let's run through the cast real quick. Um, it's this Inferman is an absurdist kind of thought provoking sci-fi comedy romance. It stars Josh McConville, Hannah Marshall and Alex Dimitriades. That's it. Skeleton cast, three characters, um, Josh McConville, the lead, who plays this Dean character. He's also been in Down Under and Mr. Inbetween, which are, you know, two of our favourite Australian properties of the oh. last five years. I really thought I would Definitely. like him more as a uh, character actor. We'll talk about that more later. Lana, who is his girlfriend in the film, played by the beautiful Hannah Marshall, who you may know from NCIS or Pack to the Rafters. And my favourite character, who I wish was in a lot more... Um, the the kind of incorruptible Terry played by Alex Dimitriades, who's a famous DJ and actor 
who is well known in Australia. I don't know about overseas, but he was in Heartbreak High and, of course, in the original lineup of The Wog Boy. Um, come on the show, Drew Pavlou, the that's all I have to say. Yes, the <laughs> classic. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I really liked this cast. Now, I've seen this movie a few times. Uh, this movie a few times. I have it on DVD, which I think is pretty rare because I think it went out of print um, on DVD. But I've seen it. I know about it. I've loved it for many years. John, what would you describe this story as? Okay. So, it's... um, I think it's sort of... You could almost um, put it in one of those category movies like Drive or Blade Runner 2049 in that we've got a less quiet uh, but more of a simpy sort of male male lead mm. here who basically he's... I understand his um, motivation though because the lead actress, she's she's gorgeous. She's a stunner. Um, it's making me want to watch Back to the Rafters. <laughs> I haven't seen that in bloody years. Um but yeah, she's she's beautiful and basically the main character, he's a scientist, he's in a relationship with this girl and he's a very meticulous sort of man um, and it seems that the relationship's going through a bit of a rocky patch um, and so he takes her out to the place where they had their first date or they first met or they mm. had their last anniversary. Um, yeah, they, it was, they're, they're trying to recapture the magic of the last anniversary. Yeah trying to recapture the magic and unfortunately the motel out in the middle of the desert um is closed well and truly closed um and <laughs> so goes a little all right but he reveals um actually no that's not that's not true so um goes awry and her ex-boyfriend rocks up takes her away steals him away um and in the next year he builds a time machine um in order to try and fix up his mistakes and it sort of snowballs from there yeah i mean without giving too much away i really liked this movie i thought i don't think it's as confusing as some people might think it's not like a a primer where you kind of a time travel movie that's so dense and complex that you need you know graphs and multiple viewings to watch you kind of get the gist of it towards the the last half of the film but I agree with you. This is really the ultimate sim movie. I mean, there's there's some scenes in this which made me howl with laughter where he's watching future versions of himself with the girl and realises that he's part of this time loop and he kind of just has to wait and, and spends a, just the whole year waiting for the moment where he can be the one um, who wins his girl and, you know, his time's coming and... I just really enjoyed a lot of the themes in this movie, John. I really resonated with a lot of them. I, I don't know about you, but I, I think, mean, like, I think I enjoyed how, um, unlike a lot of a lot of other movies, it's very um, uh, fulfilling in that little bits and pieces you see they get wrapped up. Like he sort of ties all the loose ends, sort of as the movie goes on. So that mm. does um, give me some sort of satisfaction. I just think. Um, Shooting location is South Australia, rural South Australia, out in the desert, in this mm. sort of it looks like miners' accommodation. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah. I just think it was a little too remote for me to believe that that these people are spending like a year out there. Like, what what are they eating? Are they just out there hunting? Yeah. Roots or you know. No, no, um, no. I, def- I, think, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think uh, you have to sort of uh, suspend your disbelief. Disbelief. Um, I yeah. Think that's, that's part of it. Um, I saw, and so I sort of 
although that was a gripe I had at first, I sort of, as it went on, it did grow on me. I think just my main, the sort of main thing that kept me from really enjoying this movie is that the the lead, um, he's well acted, but he's just... Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Too, yeah, he's just slightly too unlikable for me, personally. I, um, no, no, I, absol- I absolutely agree with that. I, find he, I found him, in this viewing really unrelatable where I've, I've not seen this movie in a long time but I remember the first time I watched it I thought oh yeah I can understand he's the everyman character but I really found myself kind of empathising more with Terry and Lana like these are people that he's kind of cruelly almost forced to relive these moments over and over again and be stuck in this kind of time loop paradox with him um, I really found him unlikable I found him quite twee and a bit you know, very 2014, oh, I'm a kind of indie scientist, perfectionist. <laughs> and I really found, honestly, he kind of creamed me out, honestly, in this in this rewatch, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, going to be honest. A little bit, a little bit. Um, I don't understand how he even managed to hold this woman down for over a year in the first place, but um, props no, to him. No, absolutely. Must, must be doing something, right? No, I absolutely um, but, agree. I, 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 I just find him really unlikable and look props to Josh McConville for acting in such a way but I found I found his performance really unnerving because I I just really did couldn't connect with this character on this rewatch I found he was too methodical uh too intense almost at times and really disregarding of uh Lana's feelings especially mm when she is stuck in this as well. You know what I mean? I, th- I, I really found that that was quite... Um, yeah, I, it really detracted me. But despite that, I really, I still absolutely adore this movie. I mean... I think the comedic moments really um, sort of help get over that sort of major yeah, issue. Yeah, be- because this is fun. This is... I don't know if I'd label this a full-blown comedy, but it definitely has some very funny moments, and almost all of them come from the uh, supporting character, Terry, who I wish was in the movie more. I've written down some some of the fantastic quotes, and John, as a Mediterranean man yourself, I'm sure mm. you would appreciate some of them. My favourite one is when he goes, Greek gods became mortal men and then Greek men, and then he turns around and he's suddenly just got a, a cigarette in his mouth that's lit, like... Um, and that's pretty good <laughs> and, and then there's one where he goes look at him um, that is the look of a winner and it's a, he's zipping up the <laughs> version of himself in a body bag and, 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 and I really enjoy when he kind of spouts a lot of philosophical stuff you're kind of led to believe at the beginning mm. that he's just a dumb meathead they say that he played for Australia in, in Javelin and then he says really profound things like men are just frequency. I, I really enjoyed his character and I, I thought that he uh, brought a lot of brevity and, and, and wit to the role and, and to yeah. the film as a whole. Much needed, much needed. Um, yeah, no, I did appreciate him a lot. Um, that actor, Hutto, you're a big fan of him, like you said, the Wog Boy. Um, I haven't yes. actually seen him in too much. I've I've only seen him in that movie, the uh, that TV show, the recent one, that the Tourist, which was mm. a bit of a stinker of a show in the end. Started off strong, but um, as Hutto would say, I digress. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see uh, what he's done since. I'd, I've not seen The Tourist, unfortunately. Um, I, I was looking forward to it for a long time, but you kind of almost put me off it, being honest. Um, but let's let's go back to the main character, Dean, because even though there are two other supporting characters, this really is Dean's film, and, and Josh McConville really carries this role as Dean. Um, but I've I got to be honest, he's almost too much in this movie, and with multiple versions of himself, it's it, it can be a lot. Um, I, I just think the worst part about this movie is being stuck in the desert for a year with one change of clothes. And I mean, where's, where are they washing? Like you said, where are they eating? <laughs> this is the desert, Fresh but water. they, they want to go to the beach and it's just up the road. I mean, look, I, the, and, and when they do go to the beach, it does look a bit like a lake, but there are, I, 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 I think there's a lot of problems with this movie, but I think, I think I really could, love the charm of it still. Yeah. You could look into it further and say that there's some sort of metaphysical representation of of you know like the beach is just like oh i want to go to the beach and the beach is like happier times and and Mm. you know love and happy you know um so i think that's sort of what they were going for i think they weren't trying Mm. to to sell you that they're actually somehow getting fresh water from this from this abandoned mining um (laughs) accommodation but i think this movie would have benefited um i i do i um, commend them on their bravery using only three characters, three actors. Um, mm. I think it might have benefited though from just a handful more, maybe two or three more. Um, sort of someone, someone not stuck in the loop, maybe who's just yeah, sort of I outside agree. observer, just just like losing their shit at like what's unfolding in front of them. Um, yeah, something like that. But I understand. I'm I'm sure these guys were working with a pretty limited budget, and I think they still managed. To come out with um, quite a successful little short, well, not short film, um, one hour thirty minute film in the end. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, uh, sorry, you. Oh, I was just just think, speaking about that real quick. I mean, that the biggest credit that I can give to this film. I mean, the performances are, are great. Don't get me wrong. Even though I, I find this character, you know, quite annoying. I think the performances as a whole are fantastic. I mean, every actor shines with what they're given and what they're given is absolutely amazing. I mean, you can tell that the writer and director, Hugh Sullivan, has polished this script. He has sat with it mm. over long amounts of time. He has polished it. Um, I, I, I remember hearing in my research for this that he wrote it over a number of years and kept going back to it and back to it, back to it. And I really think this movie would just kind of be a you know, middle-of-the-road indie sci-fi rom-com that we had so much of earlier in the decade um, without such a phenomenal, well-written, well-thought-out, precise, uh, thrilling, engaging script. And, and I honestly think the absolute highest accolades should go to uh, the writer because this script is fantastic. I, I really think that... Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I think it's amazing. To, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's so tight. It's so concise. It's so precise as well. Um, look, I, I really think the highest accolades have to be given in that. And, and they did a really good job um, acting it and clearly is on a, a limited budget you know one set one wardrobe three characters probably shot over a handful of days in who knows where 
um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Mm. I think, um, you know, I think I got a little... Hado has been giving me shit because um, uh, he thinks I don't understand the movie. And I think he's actually kind of correct there because towards the end there, I did get a little lost. Um, I was getting pretty tired and I'll have to be honest, the third act I was sort of a bit tuned out for. Um, mm. So I think maybe on a second watching, I might appreciate it a little more. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think this movie deserves multiple watches, not solely so you can completely understand everything. I mean, by the end of the movie, you, you do understand what happens, what's going on. But I I really would like to watch it again solely to kind of understand, pick pick up on things, you know what I mean? With with that hindsight of knowing what happens, I, I think you can kind of understand the script a bit better and, and read into it a bit more. Mm, mm, definitely. Yeah, well, that's that's really all I have to say. Um, yeah. Have you got a rating? Or are you going to hold on to that for a bit? Uh, I, I just want to bring up one one more thing. I mean, obviously, the main, the main theme of this film is that, um, you know, you can't control love. No matter how much you try, you can't recreate these moments. And sometimes these moments just belong in, you know, in your mind, in your memory. And you can't live in the past or it'll define you rah 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 i mean these aren't new tropes that we see in movies but i i really think that the way that they play it out is is pretty different and and obviously really special but man my god i think i would hate more than anything um to have to relive some of the cringy shit that i've said and not just once over and over again have to hear it i mean there there's a, a a fantastic scene about halfway through the movie where the the present dean and lana hear the past dean yell out we're having a, a sexual congress in five minutes or something and you can just see the absolute look of disgust when he because he knows what he says he, and he has to relive it over and over again and i mean it's it's hard not to look back on some of the things you said especially when you you were you were younger you know and and kind of grimace at the thought of them i i know is i get kept up at uh. night sometimes Yes, sir. Oh, definitely, definitely here. Um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much, but yeah, I think yeah. I think having having to live through some of your worst moments would definitely bring a man to to the brink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you can tell by you know in the third act how frantic he gets. He's just so overseeing himself and seeing Terry steal his girl and and hearing about how Terry, you know. Uh, did so many positions with her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, I think moral I really of the story. Think... I think moral of the story: just don't make a time machine and put yourself in a time loop. Um, no, absolutely, and don't and... put other people in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Definitely. you know, Dean is such is portrayed so well by this actor, but I, I just love that he's like a, a tantric sex nerd because. If you've met anyone who's like kind of a sex nerd, they're all a bit like that. Like they're a bit nerdy, they're a bit lanky, geeky. It's look, it's it's never the bodybuilders that are into tantric sex and stuff like that. And and that scene where he makes eye contact with his past self having sex and reading out like a science book, oh, it gave me chills. It gave me chills. Yeah, you've had a sibling encounter or something, Hutto? Oh, very similar. You know me. You know mm. me. <laughs> but oh, another thing, actually, that I only thought about last night um, that I just want to quickly bring up. Sorry, 
we'll get to the rating in a minute, but I did not like the movie, uh, the music in this movie on the rewatch. I found it really yeah, distracting. I, it's really cartoony at points. It kind of takes away from some of the gravitas. Yes, yes. I think I didn't have any notes written about the soundtrack, and I think mm. that goes to show how um, ineffective it was. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, do do you have any other notes? I have literally one um, one more note. Um, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I've I've spoken too much. What, what else do you, do you have to say? I've got one tiny that, inconsequential note. That's really all I have left to say, except I mean, my uh, rating. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. There's there's a scene where they go into a hotel room and the number of the hotel is A24. Maybe they're predicting, um, <laughs> maybe they're cinephiles. I don't know. Maybe that was just me reading into it a bit too much. But yeah, if you if you want to get to the ratings, um, you can go first because I think I'm going to surprise you with my rating. Okay. Well, on that, just on that point there, um, for those who listened to last week's episode, I forgot to mention that uh, the Rover was actually released by A24. So that is the OG Robert Pattinson A24 movie. Um, oh, the OG so art house film. Yeah, it, it was wow. it was the the art house film of all time. Oh wow! <laughs> so so I I suppose without uh, the Rover, maybe we wouldn't have got the Batman. Exactly. Maybe we maybe we, we wouldn't have got the lighthouse. You never know. So oh, John, before we get to ratings, I forgot we got to give this movie the pub the pub test. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure this one would fly, Hutter. No, I think I've got to be uh, honest. Me neither. I think if you took it to a inner city Melbourne um, dive bar, maybe a craft a craft um, beer brewery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could definitely see this at a microbrewery. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think it would thrive in that sort of environment. So, if you want to call a microbrewery a pub, be my guest. Um, but I think in that case, it will fly. But um, you take it to the three, you know, Three Rivers Hotel, mate. The Three and, um, Rivers Hotel, the Workers you're Club. Walking, you're going to be walking out with some broken bones, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think re- really if you put this on instead of like Mad Max at somewhere like the Vic or, or something, like, you know, there, there's going to be a fight. Glasses are going to be thrown. It's a bit too twee and, and, and arty, I think, for the pub test, but I still really enjoyed it. Mm. Right on to here. ratings. So, on to ratings. Um, I think I'm being a bit generous, giving it a three out of five, but um, if we're doing out of five, it's between a two and a three if we're doing out of ten i'd say a five for me um which Mm. is not high praise but you know it's still five out of ten you know that that's middle of the road saying there's some some yeah middle of the road there's still some good aspects hello how about you i mean just quickly do you did you find yourself thinking about this after you watched it or it kind of just you forgot you know almost everything about it um no i didn't i didn't find myself yeah. coming back to it um, yeah right okay it. that makes sense i mean honestly i came into here and this rating may shock people um look I, I came into this review thinking i'm gonna give i'm gonna give this a five i love this movie um i i always can I, I like you know what i mean i i thought i was gonna give it the highest praise but honestly 
in the discussion, I've changed my mind and I'm going to give this a four out of five because there are just some things, you know, I, I there's some things I wish would be improved on, um, some things I flat out didn't like, uh, you know, the music, some of the shots were pretty stale and, and repeated and, and boring. And, and i got to be honest, I found some parts a little bit too twee and pretentious. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think... I'm, I'm gonna give this I a think four. that's fair enough, you know, um, and it's fair enough to still enjoy because there's plenty of movies that you know, like you, you personally enjoy that, like you know, other people hate. Like me personally, I'm a huge fan of the '90s Super Mario Brothers movie. I love mm. that movie to bits, um, but I know it's also got the reputation as being one of the worst video game movies ever yeah. made. So, and and you know, I, I got I got to, to put my hand own. up and admit something. I got to put my hand up and admit it. I think, honestly, going into the rewatch and going into this view, i got to put my hand up. I think I was blinded by nostalgia. I think because I saw this movie at such a young age and it was so different to anything I'd seen, I just thought it was, you know, excellent and flawless. But rewatching it and having seen so much Australian film and, and so much other stuff as well, I really felt, as much as I enjoy this and as much as sharp and witty and strong the script is some aspects of the production maybe that's due to the budget um yeah it it kind of left something more to be desired so i'm i'm going to give it a 4 i think that's fair enough radio well it's been great hopefully the cows win tonight yes i've got my got my money on nanai he's been bloody powerhouse last couple of weeks pretty much every game he scored one to two tries so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks for joining us, Cobbers, and uh, tune in because next week we've got something very special coming. It's the first episode of our mini-series on creature features from Down Under, and we are beginning with the terrific 1987 film Dark Age. So join us all for that next week, and it's been fun. Hutto out. I'll see you next week, babies. Have a good one, Hutto. Catch you. Trucks on the track